بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Assalamu alaikum Welcome to the Zaytuna College Ramadan podcast During this blessed month we invite you to join the faculty staff and guests of Zaytuna College as they reflect upon timeless reminders from the Quran and the Islamic tradition Today's episode is by Dr. Selene Ibrahim, a teacher at Groton School's Department of Religious Studies and Philosophy. In this episode, Dr. Ibrahim discusses the story of the Queen of Sheba and her conversion to Quranic monotheism following a series of interactions with the Prophet Suleiman. Upon him be peace. A'udhu billahi rajim rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalatu wassalam ala rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wasallam Ameen In the two previous episodes, we have considered the narratives involving Hawa and Zuleikha, the viceroy's wife, as examples of women in the Qur'an who make mistakes. In another Meccan surah, the queen of Sheba, Bilqis, emerges as a figure of note for her skillful diplomacy, but also, ultimately, for her keen perception of her own shortcomings. As the most loquacious female figure in the Qur'an, the queen is depicted as a competent sovereign whose speech and actions command the respect of her advisors. She is balanced in her approach and diplomatic. She is keen to listen to advice, yet also she is persuasive when taking a stance. She is collaborative in soliciting feedback, but also decisive when she makes a resolution. Upon the receipt of the letter from Suleiman, which threatens military aggression, the queen is seemingly able to discern the implications of the message, even though initially she cannot discern the precise nature of the submission to which Suleiman calls her. Despite initially prostrating to the sun instead of to God, as the hoopoe bird observes on his scouting mission, the queen immediately recognizes that the letter Suleiman sends is a noble letter, and this begins her journey towards Islam. At the height of her process of conversion, she exclaims, My Lord, surely I have wronged myself. Rabbi inni zalemtu nafsi. This verbatim formula is also reproduced by a young Musa in the following surah, Surah Al-Qasas. In Surah Al-Anbiya, a similar supplication is made by the prophet Jonah, Yunus, who cries out, There is no God but you, glory be to you, subhanaka, inni kuntum min zalimin. Truly, I have been among the wrongdoers. Such verses, wherein prophets and other esteemed figures repent, are common in the Qur'an. The capacity and willingness of those figures to turn in Allah in Tawbah is part of what makes them exemplary. Despite their respective lofty political stations and their immense worldly power, the Queen of Sheba and King Suleiman are called to see past the deceptive nature of material realities in order to perceive the transcendent ones. The queen is a powerful woman who learns to submit to the Lord of the worlds, Rabbil Alameen. In terms of the unfolding Qur'an, this episode is a later Meccan story where a powerful woman, 
learns from a prophet and comes into the fold of Islam. It's not lost on a reader of Sirah that this same time, powerful women in the Quraysh tribe were being forced to choose between the followers of the Prophet Muhammad and the message of Islam and the polytheists of their clans. This story of two sovereigns engaging in diplomacy and statecraft foreshadows the Prophet Muhammad's own political ascendancy, which was facilitated in large part by intertribal diplomacy and the backing of influential women. The narrative of the Queen of Sheba affirms the roles of socially and politically powerful female actors in the theologically driven mission of prophets. The queen is not only powerful, but she's also an effective female sovereign. She avoids war and doesn't let pride in her status distract her from acknowledging her previous shortcomings. It can be difficult for us to admit our own shortcomings, but if we do so while seeking Allah's forgiveness, inshallah, we will find Allah, subhanahu ta'ala, the best of guides. This Ramadan, as we think about obtaining Allah's forgiveness, as we hope for the freeing of ourselves from the fire and the displeasure of Allah, we can contemplate on the stories of these three Quranic women who have all had a relationship with repentance. Hawa made a mistake alongside her husband in their not heeding Allah's instructions to avoid something that was harmful. But the couple realized their mistake in short order and engaged in the process of tawbah together. In fact, the only time in the Qur'an that Adam prays to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an itself is in unison with Hawa. When the pair repented from following the promptings of shaitan over the command of God, they also said, Our Lord, Rabbina, we have wronged ourselves. If you do not forgive us and have mercy upon us, we shall surely be among the losers. Al-Khasirin. Still, their mistake had consequences, and Hawa and her spouse continued to experience those consequences on earth. Another woman figure, the wife of the Egyptian viceroy, Zuleikha as she's known, drug multiple other people in her social circle down with her actions. With the collaboration of her husband, she got an innocent person incarcerated. The couple used their social location of privilege irresponsibly and refused to take accountability for wrongdoing until years after it occurred. The Qur'an does not inform us of any particular consequences that this ruling couple may have faced for their deliberate concealment of the truth. Like many people in power who seemingly get away with overt wrongdoing, the consequences of their wrongdoing are with Allah. We can infer, though, that like the first couple, they experienced a certain kind of social shame at having their mistake exposed publicly. For the first couple, their shame was regarding their realizing of their physical nakedness. For the wife of the viceroy and her husband, the shame has to do with having their immorality socially exposed. In the case of the Queen of Sheba, she was also potentially humiliated by her mistake of not initially recognizing the crystal floor of King Suleiman's palace. But the mistake did not cause her to become arrogant and defensive, as mistakes can cause many of us to be. Instead, the mistake softened her heart, and she made an immediate course correction without pride or vanity. 
She was not distracted away from the realization of Islam by her wealth, her pursuit of status, or anything else. May Allah subhanahu give us the knowledge to understand right from wrong and the strength to choose the right. May he protect us from going astray and when we do make mistakes, to realize our mistakes and engage in tawbah immediately. May Allah subhanahu give us the good company of the righteous people to support us in our efforts to make tawbah, as Adam and Hawa supported one another. May we not support one another in going astray and harming innocents, as the negative example of the viceroy's wife and her husband demonstrate. When we are called to the path of nobility and iman, to trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like King Suleiman called the queen, may we respond with receptivity. May our own individual pursuits of truth be a source of guidance for those people we then lead. May we have abundant people in our lives who call us to righteous belief. Verily, truth is with Allah, and the wrongdoers will not prosper. May we use this month of Ramadan to reset our bodies and hearts to the beat of Islam, to the sweetness of Iman, and to the goal of Ihsan. Rabbina ayatina fi dunya hasanata, wa fil akhirati hasanata, wa qina nar. Thank you for listening to the Zaytuna College Ramadan Podcast. Help root Islamic scholarship in the soil of America by visiting zaytuna.edu forward slash support.